<clears throat> okay, welcome everyone. Shalom Aleichem. We have uh, three amazing subjects to speak about today. It's wonderful to see everyone. Uh, please join us in upcoming events of Ezra Shem, February 17th to the 22nd. We're going to be going to Italy in the footsteps of the Chida to many uh, places of historic interest, Jewish interest, Kvarim of Gedele Yisrael, ancient synagogues, and communities where Jews flourished for hundreds of years. And uh, it's going to be a very elevating and educational experience. Everyone's invited to join us. March 3rd to March 5th is going to be the first ever Machon Magrakia Yarche Kala in Miami. And um, the subjects, uh, the subject of the Yarche Kala will be the morality and ethics of warfare and the coming of the Gula. Very uh, interesting and engaging subjects. Everybody's invited to that. Okay, so our first subject today is Yedavar Yafa Itai. Now, if you want to know how to get the Marmakoimais, you go to our site, RabbiDG.com, you hit the subscribe button, and you will get the Marmakoimais every Wednesday and Friday. Um, here, this is what uh, the email looks like, and we're going to Davar Yafa Itai. Parshas Yisrael. Now, typically we read Parshas Yisrael 30 days before Purim, because Parshas Yisrael is uh, the Parsha of Kabbalah Satira. And we know in Purim, we accepted the Torah, So therefore, 30 days before, we uh, begin to prepare ourselves. Now, we know there's an idea that the Jewish calendar is a living calendar. We don't just commemorate what happened, but rather every year anew, we relive the experience. So every year on Purim, we are Mechabal the Torah again. So it could be that by reading the parsha of Yisrael, reading about Kabbalah Satayra, there's an idea that the Kriya is Ma'ira this man, that, are, that awakens us and creates reality that we're Mechabal the Torah anew. Now, <clears throat> Parsha's Yisrael is usually read the week of Tubishvat. This year is a rare occasion where we're reading it before Bishalach. It almost never happens that way. Tu Bishvat is almost always between Bishalach and Yisrael. Um, and therefore the parsha of the week is Yisrael. And Tu Bishvat, in my opinion, is very connected to Parshas Yisrael. And that's because we learned many times that the Makkah of Arba came on Tu Bishvat. And we also learned that the Makkah of Arba was Moshe's innovation. Moshe innovated Arba. What do I mean by that? God said to Moshe, go to Parai. Yeah, and do what? By every other Makkah, Hashem told Moshe, <clears throat> um, Hashem told Moshe, this is Dam, Sfardea, Kinim, Arav, Dever. Why? By Arbe did Hashem not tell Moshe what the Makkah was. Arbe, God allowed Moshe Rabbeinu to invent the Makkah with the Koyach of Torah, Shabal Peh. <clears throat> now, that's why by Arbe, Harry said, Chatasi Lashem Velachem, I sin to God and to you. Because Arbe, by Harry not submitting himself to Arbe, he was also um, sort of counteracting Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, Harry says to Moshe, Chatasi Lashem Velachem. <clears throat> Arbe is very connected to Tubishvat, the day that it happened. 
As we learned, the Avnei Nezer taught two Bishvatas like the Rosh Hashanah for Chidushe Taira. He would feel a new elevation of Chidushe Taira beginning on two Bishvat. And I believe this is very connected to Parshas Yisrael. Did you know Yisrael had seven names? One of them was Yeser and one of them was Yisrael. Rashi says, why was, it, why was he called Yeser? Because he added on a Parsha to the Taira, the Parsha of Biata Sechazem. Why was it called Yisroi with a Vav? It was called Yisroi with a Vav because he became a Jew. And um, he converted, so he got an extra letter. So think about it. When he converted to Judaism and he fulfilled all 630 mitzvahs, he just got one extra letter. But when he adds a parsha to the Torah, he becomes Yeser, Yud Tav Resh. If I were to ask you, what's greater in value? Chidushe Torah or the observance of the whole Torah? I think we would have all said observance of the whole Torah. But no, the Rosh of Gateshead, Rav Aryezev Gurowitz, pointed out that for observing the Torah, he only gets a Vav. For being Mechadish and adding on to the Torah, he gets a Yud Taf Resh. So we see from Parshas Yisroi the value of Chidushe Torah. He adds a Parsha to the Torah, he gets three letters. And this is a very uh, appropriate reading for Tu which is the Yom Tif of Chidushe Torah. Okay, now, um, there are many commonalities between Yisroi and Megillah Sester. If uh, I humbly wrote a, an article this week, if anybody wants it, uh, it's on our email, but about the commonalities between Yisroi and Megillah Sester. In both parsh, in both in both uh, subject matters, the Jewish people unite. In this week's parsha, before Kabbalah Satoira, Vayichan Sham Yisrael Negedar. The Jewish people unite Ki'ishachad In the story of Purim, before Kimu Vekiblu, before they reaccepted the Torah, Leich Kinoises Kalayhudim. The Jewish people unite. Do you think it's coincidental that in both? narratives of Kabbalah Satoira, the prerequisite was the Jewish unity. Vayichan Shom Yisrael Negerahar, Kabbalah Satoira. Kenoises Kalayhudim, Kimu Vekiblu. Let's try to explain that. Rav Hutner makes a fantastic observation. Last week's Parsha B'Shalach, we destroy Amalek. What is the first ramification of destroying Amalek? Yisroi comes and he is the first convert. So we observe the following. When Amalek is destroyed, the Jewish people increase. They're more Jews. Yisroi comes, he, he's added to the people. We find a similar phenomenon in the Purim story. We destroy Amalek, and the Gemara says that the 48 prophets did not detract from or add to the Torah except for Mikra Megillah. Except for Mikra Megillah. How so? Except for Mikra Megillah. What did they um what did they darshan? They darshaned that if when we left Mitzrayim we sang Azir, when we were saved from Haman, we have to sing and we read the Megillah. 
So Rav Hutner says, so we see in the Purim story, when they destroyed Amalek, they added to the Torah. So in Parshas Yisroi, when they destroyed Amalek, they added to the Jewish people. In the Purim story, when they destroyed Amalek, they added to the Torah. Says Rav Hutner exactly, because the Torah and the Jewish people are one. So if we're going to find that when we destroy Amalek, there'll be more Jews, then we'll also find when we destroy Amalek, we'll add to the Torah. But we could add to that, that actually in Parshas Yisroi, not only were Jews added, Torah was added, because Yisroi added a Parsha to the Torah. And in the Purim story, not only were Jews added, but Torah was added. They added the Mitzvah, Mikra Megillah. So that means in both instances where Amalek has a downfall, Jews are added and the Torah is added. Yisroi comes, he adds a parcha to the Torah. Jew, uh, many convert in the Purim story, and they add the Mitzvah Mikra Megillah. Why is that? Very simple. Because you know what else is one with the Jewish people in the Torah? God. Yisrael, the Oiraisa, so when we destroy Amalek, whose name becomes full, bigger, complete? God. Ah, we destroy Amalek. God's name gets bigger. It becomes Havaya. The Jewish people become bigger. Yisroi comes to convert. The Torah becomes bigger. We add Parshish to the Torah. In the Purim story, we destroy Amalek. What happens? Ah, what happens is the Jewish people become bigger, the Torah becomes bigger, they add to the Mitzvah Mikra Megillah, and that's because God's name became bigger. Now, comes Rav Hutner in another Mimer, and he says something fantastic. The Torah reflects the state of the Jewish people. If God wants to give us the Torah, what's he going to do? He's going to give us this, and this, and this, a hundred different fragmented pieces, he has to give us one Torah as one entity. The thing is, when the Jewish people are fragmented and the Jewish people are, are not united, God cannot give us a Torah because then the Torah will be fragmented and disjointed and he can't deliver it to us as one entity. The prerequisite to the giving of the Torah is the unity of the Jewish people because by us uniting the Torah consolidates to become one entity, and then Hashem could deliver it to us. So really, the parasha of Yisroi parallels the story of Purim in four ways. Jewish unity. More Jews come. More Torah is given after the downfall of Amalek. So this is a, per a perfect way to enter Shabbos Mavarchim Adar. In the Sefer, Mayadei Kachecha, I saw two very beautiful connections between Yisroi and the month that we're in now, Chodesh Shvat. What does Yisroi recommend? Yisrael says we got to appoint Dayanim, God-fearing, truthful, who hate illicit gain. By the way, when does Moshe put this into practice? In the beginning of Devarim. 
ויהי בארבעים שנה, באשתי עשר חודש, באחד החודש. In the beginning of the world, we read about how Moshe put into place the suggestion of Yisroi. What month does Moshe put into place? Chodesh Shvat. So it's very appropriate that we read in Chodesh Shvat the suggestion of Yisroi, which is ultimately put into place in the month of Shvat later on in Sefer Devarim. Here's another awesome one. We, we said a, uh, many times so far the, that even though we usually say Ein mazal Yisrael, what that means is we control our mazal. The mazal of the Jewish people is Dali, the bucket. And the reason why our mazal is a bucket is a bucket does not have inherent, innate meaning. It's basically whatever you fill it up with. What are you supposed to fill up a bucket with? Mayim, meaning the bucket, the mazal of the Jewish people is the bucket because we're supposed to use the bucket to um, fill ourselves up with Torah. So what better to read in Chodesh Shvat than Kabbalah Satorah? After all, that is exactly the function of our mazel, the mazel of Dali, to fill it up with Torah. Okay? So those are some thoughts of um, connecting Parshas Yisroi to Dizman Hashanah. And that is offering number one.